Wrestling Scott Moore, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Nation. Hell yeah! I got my list. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and I am excited because I'm here with uh, from WrestlingExpress.net, Michael Klinko. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing good, Sam. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. Thanks for being here on such short notice. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I'm like, hey, what are the chances this guy's doing absolutely nothing and wants to hang out with me? <laughs> and then uh, I, I figured, like, if you said, like, worst thing can happen is you're like, oh, I'm busy, and then I could just fly solo like I was planning on doing originally. But then I thought, hey, you know what? I'll hit up Michael, see what he's doing, see if he wants to hang out, see if he wants to talk some wrestling. And, I'm always down to talk wrestling. You know that, though. It's been a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan, good and bad, I guess. Actually, yeah. um, just just intrigue, right? A lot of intrigue. So let's start off with the most hard hitting stuff. Um, let's start off with some wrestling deaths. There's been some. Oh, you know, before we get into the actual stuff, stuff, the stuff that I have on my list that I have. Uh, what are you doing? What's going on over at WrestlingExpress.net? What's been happening in your life? Um. I mean, I'm really just covering what, uh, you know, I'm really just covering what has been going on and, you know, trying to, again, restate the fact that WrestlingExpress.net was never meant to be, like, I don't consider myself a news site. Right. Because I'm not as tied in as Meltzer or Brian Alvarez. Yeah, because you don't necessarily have sources. Right, so I yeah. classify Wrestling Express as a opinion-based website, mm-hmm. which is why I don't, you know, immediately jump on stories. But also, I value having the ability to wait and, you know, tell the story. You know, have form an opinion based on all the facts coming out, as opposed to jumping on a story before everything is done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, so to me. So. Uh, a lot of people like Dave Meltzer. You know, Dave Meltzer's a news guy. He has the sources, right? He breaks right. things. Um, but I'm a Wade Keller guy myself. And that's the biggest difference between uh, Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller is that um, Observer, the Wrestling Observer, is, is news, whatever. They, they say this is news. But then um, Pro Wrestling uh, Torch, uh, the Wade Keller one, it's more opinion-based. They're, they're, they're like, okay, well, this is what's going on, and let's talk about it. So I kind of like presenting it better that way, as opposed to like, oh, I heard backstage that, you know, Vincent Mann told Sasha Banks that, you know, she she was standing three feet to the left that he didn't like, you know, whatever, like stupid stuff that Meltzer pulls out sometimes that is ridiculous. So I, I do enjoy the uh, the opinion-based stuff a lot more sometimes than the news-based stuff. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, and I would say to a point, I'm still... I wouldn't say that I've, I mean, I still, I don't update the website every day anymore. Yeah. 
because it's more just, it got to the point where I was forcing myself. And I didn't like the fact that I was forcing myself to do it. So now I don't want to say Wrestling Express is more focused on Twitch, but it, because I do still keep the, the website updated, it's just not as frequently updated as it was, you know, say maybe two years ago. I don't remember how much I was updating it last year, but I would say maybe during COVID, I was still updating it here and there. Yeah. But I would say probably, I actually would say probably during COVID is when I made the change from daily to whenever, like instead of daily putting up posts, putting up articles when I felt like putting up articles. I mean, ironically enough, during COVID, you know, two years ago is when I started streaming because I started streaming September 2020. So, you know, that would kind of a focus right 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 do you you stream a bunch of games right like different games that's not just like wrestling based or anything right um do you uh do you do fortnite i don't but okay i i can say that since uh because i totaled this up yesterday that since march i've played a total of 28 different games oh that's cool Hell yeah. You should go back and play all the different wrestling games. I think that'd be super neat. But then again, I, I mean, it's such a niche niche market. Right. That's the of, problem. Uh, a lot of viewers on Twitch. I have That's been enjoying WWE YouTube. 2K22, but That's I have cool. been enjoying the new WWE game. Yeah, and I've been watching on YouTube stream. stuff on YouTube with it. It's really fun. I haven't got it myself yet because I'm not going to pay. I'm not ready to pay $150 to get the NWO version or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not ready to, to, to sell my right kidney to get the, the game. Because yeah. if I get it, I'm gonna get with the NWO, you know, for sure. And of course, Rob Van Damn, hell yeah. Um, but I was gonna ask about Fortnite because I was like, Oh, have you used any WWE skins? Because those look pretty neat. I've never played it before, but like the WWE skins look pretty neat. I mean, I'm just never I've just never been one for arcade style. I agree, you know, yeah. Like like Pac-Man is different. Right, you know, Pac Man is an arcadey style game, but Pac Man was also designed in the you know 1970s, 1980s, not designed now. And if you're going to ask the question, no, I wasn't a fan of WWE All Stars either. No, neither was I. Neither was I. I did not so, want All Stars because I don't want a wrestling game. Uh, that's that's not an arcade game. I want a wrestling game. It's more of a simulation of professional right. wrestling. Absolutely. So I would, but I would compare WWE All Stars to Fortnite. Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. You're right about that. I just, you know, they have the WWE skins. <laughs> they have WWE skins. Do you have anything exciting coming up on your uh, on your Twitch stream? Uh, Regular stuff. You have a schedule or anything? Well, I mean, I'm going back and doing. Go. I'm next week. I'm going uh, revisiting the old schedule I used to have. So I'm going to be playing a few old old games that I haven't been playing uh, in a while. Uh, you know, and. Uh, you know, because I used to be known as the Among Us streamer, so I'm gonna go back and play Among Us for the, you know, for the first time and like multiple times a week for the first time. Because I used to main Among Us, nice. But much like everything, oversaturation kills. Yeah, it got super popular. It did. It, you know, oversaturation kills even in gaming. And as Mr. Cornette would say, "How do you how do I miss you if you don't go away?" <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I know, and I, to go away. I do game nights and stuff, and like I like playing Quiplash, 
but all my friends that we play with are like sick of it so i'm just always like just play just play quiplash i love it damn it just play it don't be sick of it yeah so <laughs> i mean it's not that people weren't sick of it it's just a mixture of i think it was school coming back so a lot of people i mean that's also the school problem went away my, again school well, went but away that's again. also the problem in my opinion as a twitch streamer i don't want to i don't want to insult that demographic but like, kids, kids that among us is the demographic of wwe's demographic the pg demographic the pg demographic or the what the 12 to 18 year old range i would say they're not going to be taking they're not going to be having their own money to be able to go and subscribe and give people money on twitch unless they steal their parents credit card and buy shit to get people on twitch so i feel like that's not the market that's not the demographic i should be trying to appeal to which is one of the reasons why i peeled away from among us yeah because that's a good, that's a good, that's i true. wanted to appeal to more of a adult audience that wasn't getting me with among us oh yeah that way they can stay up past 10 o'clock and you can still stream <laughs> 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 all right so let's let's get into some wrestling news uh the first thing i wanted to start off with was uh wrestling deaths because it sounds pretty crazy but uh it's not so crazy i guess uh dave hebner died uh he was known famous for the uh the referee double the double switch take on the hulk hogan thing man them yeah. hebners they've been screwing people since day one yeah Feb, uh, what was it february 1988 was that when it happened 88 yeah, 33 million people watched the main event. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Those Hebners, man, they've been screwing people. Now, just uh, just imagine that. 33 million people watched a wrestling show. I mean, it was 1988. I mean, they didn't have anything better to do. I MTV. wasn't doing stand-up yet, you know. <laughs> so they had nowhere else to be. <laughs> um, that's pretty crazy, though. Has, did Dave Hebner ever do anything else on TV, or is he always just a backstage guy? that's the funny thing somebody said oh a famous referee i'm like i don't think dave was a referee i think he was a road agent more. no he was referee once yeah i mean i no. well i, I think he was more known as a as an agent backstage though his whole career yeah absolutely he was a yeah. but um did you hear somebody say famous referee today or was it a few days ago uh actually i think it was wwe that said it right after he died wow I think it was WWE. If it wasn't WWE, it was a wrestling. It was a wrestling outlet, though. The only thing the fans really know about him is that he was referee once. Otherwise, right. we never saw him again. Well, and that he's Earl's brother. He's Earl's twin. Yeah, and Brian Hebner's uh, uncle. uncle. Yeah, but we don't really know him as fans. We're not supposed to know who he is. Yeah. So we'll just say he's a referee. He came from a family of referees. Anybody named Hebner is a referee. <laughs> Even girl Hebner. Now she's the AEW head referee. Mm. She's senior official. She is right, Aubrey. Uh, yeah, Aubrey. Aubrey's senior official. I'm yeah, sure. Hell yeah, that's cool. Um, so speaking of uh, famous wrestling referees that have died, Tim White finally got the job done today. Tim White passed away at sixty-eight, I think. Oh shit! Yeah, I heard about that this morning. Tim White, referee Tim White, passed away. Um, it's funny because when I think about Tim White. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make this up, or was he doing a gimmick on TV where he kept trying to kill himself? 
You know, you didn't make it up. He was. Yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely the- remember this. I vaguely remember him being on TV, attempting to murder himself, and uh, he finally succeeded. I guess Tim Wayne. That was uh, Josh Matthews' uh, earliest uh, assignments. I think television. what I think happened, like like legitimately behind the scenes, was he had a, a career-ending injury. And yeah. then they just kind of kept him around a little bit, and then they just decided to start doing this little. Uh, videos with him I think it was. Was it Jericho? I think it was Jericho and Triple H's Hell in a Cell match in 02. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think. And he got a career he, injury. Yeah. Yeah. He never rebuilt a referee again, and he was depressed. I think. Because I don't remember if there was a Hell in a Cell match in between Jericho and. Uh, Jer- no, yeah, because uh, Kevin Nash and Triple H was 03. 03. I think because Michaels and Michaels and Hunter was 04. God, the WrestleMania I, I main event? Is it WrestleMania? No, the Hell in a Cell match because Tim White got injured in a Hell in a Cell match. Didn't they the have fu- a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania? No, they, they had a normal match at WrestleMania. They had a Hell in a Cell at back Judgment Day. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. They had, they had was a, that when he was that when he uh, Triple H pinned Jericho on the roof? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. so pissed about that. Yeah. False should not count anywhere in a Hell in a Cell match. And if if there is going to be a false count anywhere rule, that's fine. Because when I used to do the the role play wrestling when I was younger, uh, we did the role playing online and stuff. I made a, a match called the Rage in the Cage. It was just like Hell in a Cell, but there was no door. And it was like false count anywhere inside the cage. I can I can live with that, right? But they should not be able to pin them on top of the cage. Falls do not count anywhere in a Hell in a Cell match. Right. But the Tim White injury is the reason why Mick Foley refereed Kevin Nash and Triple H's Hell in a Cell match. And that a real referee was not included in the Hell in a Cell. Interesting. I did not know that. I don't know. That. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I was mad. And then, okay, if false count anywhere, even if he can pin him on top of the cage, even if it's legal, Jericho's leg was over the rope. The rope was directly under Jericho's leg. That should not have been a legal pin. I'm still pissed to that to this day about that. The only thing I'm pissed about more than that is uh, in 2000 VMAs, Macy Gray beat Pop Roach, the best new artist. I will never let that go. Macy Gray should not have beat Pop Roach for best new artist in the 2000 VMAs. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, uh, going a little bit, uh, so so death. So we had Tim White, we had uh, Dave Hebner. Wasn't too too shocking, too horrible. We're, we'll be able to sleep tonight, hopefully. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries plaguing wrestling re- recently. Yeah, uh, the most notable, I guess, is CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk won the AEW World Title, and then he proceeded to do some kind of springboard off the top rope and fell and and broke his foot. Or something along those lines. Um, you know, it was cool to see that CM Punk won the title. Um, but he went off with an injury, and now we're gonna have an interim champion. What do you think about CM Punk going out with this injury? I mean, it's not surprising because he's old. He, well, he's been gone for seven years, so yeah, you're it's right. not he's surprising that really. it, you know it was bound to happen that the, that his body caught up to. Him. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say that I disagree with 
AEW's booking of Punk because I feel like Punk shouldn't be on every show, at least competing on every show. I still think that they should be splitting up the roster to have some people specifically on Rampage and some people specifically on Dynamite. So fans can get the assumption that, you know, this this guy's got, you know, like how they used to have it with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, that you would expect that Team Taz would be featured on Rampage. Oh, so if really? you wanted to see Team Taz, well, for like three weeks out of the year, three weeks in a row, it was Team Taz on Rampage. Team Taz's feud would be pushed on Rampage. <laughs> was it because so Taz you, was doing commentary on Rampage? I mean, it's possible, but it, 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 it's a good it's a good idea because you would feature talent. Yeah, the problem, page. the only problem with like a, a soft brand split, I guess, as maybe you're saying, is that Rampage isn't always live. So sometimes spoilers get out and it doesn't get watched. <laughs> if it would be one else going to happen, they don't watch it. Well, but it's also like uh, Kevin Sullivan used to say. Kevin Sullivan would say with house shows or Saturday night, tape something on Saturday night, air it on Nitro to get people to watch Saturday night or attend the house shows. You know, like record something on the house show to get people to want to come to the house show to use the house show and to use the programming to make people want to watch it and not yeah. miss it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, you know, I do I do think it would they have enough people on their roster that they can do um a somewhat of a brand split. Right. Even not if it's even not calling like it a brand split, official saying, brand split. Right. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, so CM Punk's going to be out for, uh, they say, approximately six months, and they're going to crown an interim champion at WWE, WWE, at what am I, Jim Ross, at uh, AEW Forbidden Door, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, and uh, we got John Moxley against Tanahashi in the main event. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that. I'm excited to see uh, uh, an interim champion. Do you think um, it was a good idea to... to keep the belt kind of on CM Punk as he was injured because you know he's older like you said he's older his body's catching up to him and is he going to come back is he going to be good is he going to be able to come up as championship level I don't agree with the interim champion concept I understand it but I don't agree with it yeah I think uh, I feel I think I'm in the same boat with that like I do understand why they're doing it especially now because like it was such a big deal to put the belt on CM Punk and then he got injured so quickly after he became champion. And so they want to like, well, we still kind of want to keep him as champion, but we kind of, we can't. So we're just going to do this. And I don't know. I mean, they're just kind of dealing with the cards are dealt, I guess. I mean, unless they're going to have Punk, like unless they didn't want to go the route of, because they don't have monthly pay-per-views, that they didn't want to go the route of having Punk win back the belt when he came back because they just put the belt on. Yeah, they don't have the, they don't want to have Punk get that chase again, right? Yeah, I mean that concept would make sense. I still don't agree with the interim champion concept, but you know, I mean, it is what, what it are you is. gonna do? I, um, so I, I do want to talk about Forbidden Door, but I, <laughs> since we're on the subject, I do want to see Tanahashi. Uh, win because for one it'll be unexpected and for two it'd be kind of neat to have uh, to see if the AEW title go to New Japan for a little bit and then have them make visits around here and maybe defend the bell and pay-per-views whatever and then go back to New Japan with the title I I agree and it's also that 
I don't want to say that it would be nice to see people from that group, you know, Regal's group, lose from time to time. But I feel like the focus should be on them as a trio, not as them as a singles. Yeah, I can see that. And they're going to bring in, they're talking about bringing in trios titles. And so it's kind of perfect right now. We have uh, a bunch of trios, actually. We've got the Gun Club and Max Caster. Uh, we have the Young Bucks and whoever else they want to pick. We have uh, Adam Cole and his guys. Like, there's quite a few trios right now. So if they brought in some trios titles, uh, it would be overkill title-wise, but uh, they could really focus on some trios uh, in AEW. I think they could. But well, I, mean, I, I also think that the whole point of the of the Fight Club or whatever they're called, the Combat Club, is because they are individuals, but they have like a kind of they're like like-minded and they have like a goal in mind, but they still want to like be on their own, but under William Regal's guidance. I don't know, something like that. Right. But it's like I wouldn't let I wouldn't want Mox to become interim champion because it's like you don't want him to become the first two-time champion as an interim champion. Yeah, you know what? That's true. Has there not been a two-time champion yet? There you're hasn't right. I think you're right. right about that. And so I think for him to be interim champion as a second title, like for a second title reign, would have put a little bit of a damper on his two-time championship. And also, as you put it, Tanahashi winning, that. you know, Tanahashi winning would be his, well, technically it would be Tanahashi's first American accomplishment in his entire career. So it would be a, 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 a solid addition to a storied career. Yeah, it would be. And it would be like, it would be really cool to see an AEW world title, maybe headline a new Japan pay-per-view or get, you know, come up one of the top matches or something like that. Right. Right. So that'd be pretty cool for AEW to send people over there. Hey, go back and win the, go win the world title back, go win the world title back or something like that. Even. Right. And it'd then, be a nice twist from what they did with Kenny and impact. Yeah, yeah, they can lose their world title as opposed to like getting a bunch of other ones. Um, and then on the flip side of that, the IWGP heavyweight title that was won by Jay White recently from Okada. And now what are they going to do? All right, because they're kind of torn because uh, Hangman, or as Jim Ross, Jim Ross says, Hangman, Hangman uh, wants to go after the IWGP title. Jay White says no. Jay White says Adam Cole's my friend and we're going to go after him. You know, we're going to fight him mean versus him whatever but then so what does that leave what does that leave uh page and okada right so i think what's gonna happen is we're gonna end up with a fatal four-way for the iwgp heavyweight title and on top of that i think the iwgp title might be coming to AEW. just like they're gonna switch the belts for a couple of months maybe and then switch them back when punk comes back or whatever whatever happens right. i think that'd be really interesting and in going forward well, yeah, I mean, because it's also uncommon for AEW to have a pay-per-view after just having a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Unless have a you just, well, isn't, for, is it, isn't Forbidden Door a pay-per-view? It is, yes. And they just had Double or Nothing last month. Oh, you mean two months in a row. Yeah, you're right, because they don't usually do that. They have four pay-per-views a year. Yeah, yeah, you're they right. They just have special... That. Special events... Like Clash Ranger and Fighter Fest and and things like that. Although yeah, yeah. it's not quite like Clash Champions because it is it's their actual weekly show. It's not like a different special like Clash Champions. Yeah. 
its own show kind of yeah but yeah yeah they do do that you're right uh having having the pay-per-view double or nothing and then forbidden door pretty close is pretty it's pretty crazy uh, it's good timing though too because the whole punk situation so if they weren't gonna have a pay-per-view for a while they would have been able to crown a new champion on pay-per-view mm-hmm. so it was kind of good timing i guess but yeah so i think uh we're gonna put the fatal four-way for that wgp heavyweight title uh jay white adam cole okada and adam page I think that'd be the best thing to happen. But then, I mean, how many, you know, Fatal 4 ways we have? Because we're also going to have uh, the Fatal 4 way for the All Atlantic title. All right? We can't have like all Fatal 4 ways because it's New Japan guys. Yeah. Do we have, do they give us a New Japan representative for that yet? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. They might have. I don't know. But I'm really excited about that. Um, I know I'm getting ahead. I still want to talk about some injuries here. Uh, but what do you think about the All Atlantic uh, title that's coming to AEW? I mean, I think it's uh, a territory approach to championships because you know somebody put up a good brought up a good point that uh, Crockett Promotions used to have a crazy amount of titles. Yeah, like if you looked at Crockett Promotions right after Championship Wrestling from Florida went out of business. When I bought out Eddie Graham, they had all of Eddie Graham's titles active for a time. And they, so they had, you know, the Southern heavyweight title, the Florida, you know, the Florida heavyweight title or whatever the case is. So they had a crazy amount of title title or whatever for a, I mean, they didn't have it for years and years and years, but they had it for a select amount of time. You know, and I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with having an exorbitant amount of titles, but I understand the approach to having a lot of titles. Yeah. I'm Especially if you're going to do battle of the belts month, you know, the battle of the belts oh, yeah. monthly, then at least the titles will be defended. Are they doing that monthly? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no. Oh, they're breaking some some AEW. They've been talking to Tony Khan with your inside sources there. <laughs> Battle of the Belts. That was like a AEW Ring of Honor thing, I think, right? Which is I special. think they've Absolutely. done it once or twice. I think they've done it once or twice this year, but I haven't really kept up on. Uh, oh, you're right, because they did Battle of the Belts too. Uh, was the most recent one where uh, I think Guevara fought Scorpio Sky for the TNT title, something like that. Right. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I'm super. I'm I'm jumping the gun on this because I'm super excited about Forbidden Door. Uh, when they first announced it, like I I'm not really like into the all the, the New Japan guys so much. You know, when they first announced it, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna skip that one. But uh, with Will Osprey in the mix, oh, I'm loving seeing Will Osprey on Dynamite. Like seeing him wrestle on Dynamite and Rampage, it's incredible. Like I really hope that once Forbidden Door is over. I hope that Will Ospreay stays in AEW uh, when this all kind of passes over. Well, I mean, that's what people don't understand. And people like taking it as a, uh, you know, taking it as an insult to a point to say that American wrestling fans don't know Japanese wrestlers. American wrestling fans don't know Japanese wrestlers. It's not an insult. It's a fact. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know them, but we don't like 
follow them like we do, you know, WWE guys or AEW guys because it's not as easy. Well, but it's not it's not like the nineteen you know the nineties where Japan, Japanese wrestlers were actively coming over to America and yeah. competing in America. Yeah, like, you're right. It does feel very like nitro. Like Yuji Wood, Chono Wood, Muda. Muda, Muda, Muda won titles in WCW. Yeah. Speaking Kabuki. of Muda, uh, I just saw an article that Muda announced his retirement tour. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. But you're right, though. You're absolutely right. Um, it does feel very nostalgic to see New Japan guys coming over and mixing up with AEW because that's we, we grew up on that in WCW. Well, but that's the thing. People knew those guys back then because they were actively here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't expect a big reaction to somebody who's making their debut that nobody actually knows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you gotta you gotta appeal to the mainstream audience eventually because when the- uh when Will Osprey first came out, I'm like, who is that? You know, and oh, it's Will Osprey. Great, because the Will Osprey I know is is a clean cut kid that's a nice you know a nice young man, and uh, this guy is definitely he's grown up a lot and he just looks a lot different. He's he's a heel right. now. So right. my first response was, "Who is that?" But then when I realized it was Osprey, I was all about it because he was super. He's super right. dope. So right. yeah, I would have if I was there in the audience, I would have been like, not not going crazy at first either. Right. <laughs> I would have been like, "Okay, who who is that guy?" <laughs> you know, when I realized how much I sound like Jim Cornette saying, "I miss my you know 1990s wrestling," but I do too though. It, 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 it's that. it's just more that fans weren't as fickle. <laughs> fans yeah. nowadays well, I mean, are super fickle. You know, it's, it all goes back to like, it's the internet fans these days, you know, because like when we were growing up in the 90s, there was no internet. And so we were just kind of like, you know, we we got what we got. And that was, that was it really. And there wasn't us going online and giving our opinion and saying, oh, well, this could have been better or this and this and whatever. I don't well, know. I mean, yeah, that's why I don't it like was a lot Twitter because 90% of the time I wish I just Twitter makes me wonder why I went on Twitter. Yeah, it's so fun though. So fun. Twitter makes me feel like why did I go on Twitter sometimes too? And then also sometimes Twitter makes me feel like why haven't I been on Twitter for so long? I'm having so much fun. And then I don't go on it for three months and then I go back on and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Well, to. To, to not direct the conversation in that route, but to drop maybe a nugget of jubilation for future conversation is this week was the first time I actually was in agreement with people on Twitter and was happy I went on Twitter because I actually agreed with the people on Twitter. Well, that's good. Well, what did you agree with the people on Twitter about? Well, what people were saying about what happened this week, I, I more or less agreed with most concepts. Oh, I um, see. You mean the bigger story that we'll talk about later. Right. I see. Yeah, I mean, there's really only one way you can really lean on that for the most part. I don't know. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, yeah, Twitter's definitely been interesting uh, as far as news goes. Uh, but yeah, so Forbidden Door, I'm super excited about it. Uh, but let's get back into some more of these injuries that we have plaguing our, our professional wrestling industry uh randy orton randy orton's an interesting one because he was supposed to uh get taken out by the bloodline due to a back injury and then he was going to come back and get revenge against randy orton at SummerSlam, 
but now his back injury is looking worse than had originally expected and he's going to have surgery and he'll be out at least until the end of the year. And Matt Riddle is so sad about this. Mm-hmm. It's true. He is. He's yeah. so sad. <laughs> you think Matt Riddle, you think Matt Riddle will be okay? No, you seem happy about it though. <laughs> Me? You seem happy that Riddle said. <laughs> I mean, it's just Matt Riddle is so ridiculous. Like he's out there on TV and he's like crying. And he says, My best bro is never gonna walk again. And that's all because of that big Samoan idiot Roman Reigns or whatever he calls him. It's hilarious. I love Matt Riddle. He's a he's a he's a he's Randy Orton's little bro. Mm-hmm. And that Randy Orton is never gonna walk again. I think that's hilarious that there's like that he's saying that that Randy Orton will never walk again. It's like back injury. Again, Uh, I think I don't know. I mean, at this point, Randy Orton he's been there for twenty years. Uh, John Cena celebrating twenty years. I think Randy Orton probably celebrates twenty years around the same time because I don't think they were very far apart from each other. It's like uh, you got all these back injuries, Randy. Maybe it's time to uh, to do something else. Well, I think Randy will come back because much like the Miz, he's one of the safer workers and i think working with riddle has really helped extend his career yeah you're right going into a tag team probably really has helped his career a lot and i mean i guess he has a lot to give back as far as teaching the younger guys and uh, he is one of the guys that you like like miz he's always around you know he doesn't really get hurt that often except i think I, i think randy could come back and maybe go on another run and you know end it on his terms yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Good old Randy Orton coming back. One more run. Maybe even be, maybe uh, Randy Orton versus John Cena. We haven't seen that before. That'd be new and fresh. I think that'd be exciting. Uh, so in, in place of Randy Orton, uh, WWE has hit the emergency button, and they called Brock Lesnar. And so Brock is back, and uh, Brock is Cowboy Brock is back, and he's going to fight his face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Uh, you know, I don't know about you. I don't know about Twitter. I think maybe I, I don't agree with Twitter on this one, uh, but I don't mind seeing these two guys going at it one more time. What do you think about Brock and Roman? Well, I mean, I think that it's good that it's going to be a last man standing match from what I understand. Oh, is it? I didn't hear that part, so that's good. At least no one of them doesn't have to get pinned. Yeah, and they can, they can make – they can bring the environment into it a little bit and make right. it more interesting. But I think that the Brock uh, return is more stop looking over here, look over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I mean, they don't have anybody else for Roman, so I think it's kind of like also like Randy's not back. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, Let's I mean, it's, it's it, the biggest it, it, star we've ever met. You know, it's like I said on Twitter yesterday that WWE has proven that they still know how to build up new talent because of what they're doing, what they're doing with theory. But they just are lazy sometimes when it comes to investing and they want the instantaneous. They want the instantaneous payoff. They don't want to have to build. I can't stand that they got rid of his first name. Like, I'm never going to respect a guy named Theory. I mean, to be fair, had Champa come in in a different way, I think Champa could have been 
you know, that, uh, you know, the Shane Douglas type challenger, you know, because Shane Douglas, when he would, when he had his reign in ECW, he would do the monthly challenger. And if Shane Douglas can make a capable, sell pay-per-view, get pay-per-view buys fighting Al Snow in a capable match against Al Snow, Roman Reigns could sell tickets fighting Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, yeah. I guess also, Roman Reigns could fight. You know, Roman Reigns could sell tickets fighting Tommaso Ciampa because people actually want to see Ciampa in a prominent position. Yeah, instead, but of course, uh, Ciampa is a whole uh, heel and right. Yeah, know, instead he's a heel. Right, he's a heel, so he's kind of like on Roman's side. Um, right, this whole thing. And that was yeah, and it's I don't understand. Speaking of Tommaso Ciampa, for one. I'm really upset that they just call him Champa now. That's really like stupid. Uh, but I don't understand what he's doing, what his what his goal is here. The only time I've really seen him is that time when Miz was there and the Matt Riddle challenged Miz to a match, and then Champa came out and beat up Riddle, and then Miz is like, "I accept," and then they had the match. Whatever. What what is Tommaso Champa doing here? Like, what's his goal? I think he just much like. Because I know his neck, Champa, is next to shot because it used to be said that he was not going to be featured on the main roster because he couldn't handle the workload. Right, I did hear that too. But, like, I'm not talking about him as a human. I mean him as a character. Like, is he is he is he the Miz's friend? Does he hate Matt Riddle? Is he just trying to, like, just beat up random people to get on TV? Like, what's he trying to do? I think he's do? just there to get on TV and get a run and then – Go out, you know, just, he just they just he saw an opportunity. Matt Riddle was just had his back, right? And he jumped him, you know, they just wanted to give him a run on the main roster opportunity to get on television, right? Yeah, I could see that. So, he's so basically, he's a character that's directionless, right? And then, oh, we could fit him here, right? Yeah, well, that's that's kind of everybody, <laughs> that's kind of their way they do things. Um, but I hate that they that he got rid of his first name. I hate when mm-hmm. they do that. I really do. Like, I mean, I'm still complaining about when they got rid of Rusev's first name, and he's like long gone. Right. So, uh, who else do we have injured? Injured. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes uh, went out with a big injury. He wrestled with with his torn pec, and uh, he's he's bruised all the way down to his wrist by the time he had surgery. Uh, successful surgery. He came back. He had three months, three matches with Seth Rollins. He's on the show for six months. Uh, how do you feel about Cody's comeback so far? I mean, I think he's been by far one of the top acts in WWE since he came back, and you know, yeah, really, they have they have you know, the fans have really well. taken to him. But yeah. that also again proves that WWE is capable of elevating people when they want to. It just depends on how they feature him. And, you know, it's just like Cody. I don't agree that Cody's the one that defeats Roman. Because I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm not saying Cody's not going to win the world title. I'm just not saying that he's going to defeat Roman because I don't know how they'll get Roman to next year. And through the summer, because that's keeping the belt on him for a while if he's not going to be around. Is Roman, you mean if Roman's not going to be around? 
Right. Is Roman not going to be around? Because I am hearing like things that he's taking more time off and stuff. I think the last thought is like for, I mean, I know over the summer he's only going to be featured on one episode of Raw and like. And he has both titles, both world he's titles. Gonna, he's going to have the Brock schedule where he's not going to be there. He'll be there, you know, hype up, you know, go home shows to pay-per-views. And right. He'll be Maybe at some like pay-per-views. The rest but, of the year. But yeah, he's scaling back his, uh, he's scaling back his schedule. Is that a permanent thing or is that going to be like something he's just kind of doing right now to take some time? I think it's a, I think it could be a, I think, I think right now it's a taking time thing, but it could be a permanent thing. Wow. That's crazy. If, if Roman becomes a part-timer. Well, the initial plan was from what I understand, he was just supposed to scale back on house shows. Yeah. I heard that he was, that something was weird was happening with, him. I don't remember what it was though. But like it was him off. But, but he was then only, in turn became regular programming as well. I think originally they wanted him on Hell in a Cell, but then he wasn't going to be on it. That was kind of like, well, Roman's not going to be on Hell in a Cell now, and he's not going to be on this one either. Money in the Bank, I think. Well, Money in the Bank, he, you could feature the Money in the Bank in the main event. There's no, like, there's no issue with him not being at Money in the Bank. You can have a different main event. Right. Yeah. God That's forbid you have the. That's World why Champion. that's why Cody wrestled with his torn pictorial because Roman wasn't there. And so like Cody and Seth was like the match. Right. But it's like, you know, you have, God forbid, a number one contender match to decide who fights Roman as the main event, or you have money in the bank as the main event, or you elevate another match to feature as a main event. You know, yeah. God forbid. I know, right. Uh, so uh, Cody Rhodes, I, I do, I do want to see Cody Rhodes come back and like continue his momentum because they oh, brought yeah. him in on at a good spot and he had a lot of oh, yeah. momentum. Hundred percent, so I agree. I, I, I'm excited to see what, what Cody Rhodes does when he does come back in six months in 2023. Uh, we'll see what Cody Rhodes does. And uh, also on my list of injuries is Brian Danielson. Did you see what happened to Brian Danielson? Uh, he got his leg caught between the ring and the and the stage area. Yeah. So I don't know how bad his injury is. Have you heard anything about it? Do you know what's going on? I haven't heard anything. I, I'm hoping that he's just banged up a little bit and, you know, nothing's really injured. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that. That looks so painful. Me. Yeah. Damn. He got his leg caught between the ring and the little stage entrance ramp. Yeah. I've never seen that happen before. In all the years that wrestling has had those those uh, those ramps, right. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. No, I don't think so either. I feel like I feel like I got I saw somebody get caught between the rings in a war games one time. Yeah, I feel like I saw somebody get stuck between the rings in, in war games, but never like that. And I, I I hope that like like I said, he's just banged up a little bit, and he'll come back in a couple of months, and he'll be fine. It was not like a legitimate like. He had ligament tear or something like that because then he could be out for right. a while. So right. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, another injury that I have on my list is Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona had so much momentum on the Indies. He was like eight world champions or something. He had all the titles. They built this pay-per-view, this NWA pay-per-view that just happened like two or three weeks ago. They built an entire show around him. His logo was the logo of the show. 
and uh, he does not he did not deliver a match in the main event. In fact, he relinquished the title. He relinquished all of his titles, and then uh, Tre- Trevor Trevor Murdoch became is that his name Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Rhodes is it Trevor Murdoch or Trevor Rhodes? No, it's Trevor, it's Trevor Murdoch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was Trevor Rhodes at WWE. Um, but yeah, so he's the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion for a second time. So uh, Matt Cardona had a lot of momentum going for himself, but uh, it's kind of coming to a halt. What do you think about Matt Cardona and his uh, indie run? Well, I mean, I think he's... I think in 2011, he wasn't in a position where he was past the stage of not being green to be able to stand on his own two feet. I think he could have been a capable mid-carder for WWE at that time when he had all that momentum for them. But that was, you know, over the last 11 years, he's ward off the WWE stink, as you could say, and made himself a capable star. But this is where I also go back to saying impact helps because Matt Cardona first showed up at impact. You know, you could, oh, yeah, well, he was in yeah. AEW first. He wrestled two matches for AEW. He didn't do anything in AEW. He was there for like a, a cup of coffee, as they say. Or, well, you know, whatever. But impact helped. Yeah. Impact, impact gave him his first shot after WWE. Impact did. Is he still in Impact? Oh yeah, he is because he was a digital, the digital media champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, his his runs kind of forgettable on Impact, to tell you the truth. Oh but yeah, because he he's good just... though. I think uh, I think he gave he jinxed himself because I saw him tweet with all his world titles and he said, "Please stop making me your champion. My belt's getting heavy." Yeah. And so the universe is like, "All right, we'll give all the belts back then if you don't want them." want to complain but he definitely once he's all healed up he'll definitely get back a lot of those championships he held you know it's crazy though like on the i was thinking about this on the indie scene like as big of a name as he is in professional wrestling as a big of a name because he's as uh, on the indie scene he's like top of the top right he's like one of the biggest names he's right. still like not as as big as zach Ryder was like 2011 right like you said like that those days He's still not as big as he was then, so right. You know, we'll see how he does off the machine behind him when he comes back. Right, I agree. Without the animal Batista behind him. All right, well, that's all my injuries. Um, Speaking of injuries, uh, we have um, another injury of some sorts. Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy got a DUI. Another one. Uh, I think it's they said third time in ten years, which is really bad. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's really bad. And he was pretty much pulled uh, from all of his wrestling stuff. He was mm-hmm. pulled from the AEW Triple Threat Ladder match, which who knows was a blessing in disguise because even before that match happened, everybody's like, "Jeff Hardy's going to do ladder matches until he can't walk anymore," you know. And he's and so maybe maybe getting pulled from that match was a blessing in disguise. Who knows? He got pulled from whatever match he was supposed to do at Triple A, Triple uh, A recently i believe it was supposed to be in a four corners tag team match or a triple or a three-way tag team match something to that effect did you see did you so 
I was a little bit I was a little bit upset in AEW how they just pulled the Hardys from the match. They didn't replace them. They didn't give Matt a different partner. Like they just kind of pulled the Hardys. But then if you think about it, that's kind of the best thing to do because you don't want to bring publicity to what happened. You don't want to bring a spotlight to what happened. You just pull the Hardys, you move on like it never happened on TV, right? Right. Because if they would have replaced the Hardys, they would have, oh, well, we had to do this because Jeff Hardy, whatever. Right. They just pull the Hardys, they move on with their day. Triple uh, A, not the same idea. They replaced them. Did you see that yesterday, last yeah. night? Triple mm-hmm. A, uh, was it Triple Mania? It was, right? Yeah. They replaced them uh, with the newest Hardy boy, uh, Johnny Hardy. Which was uh, silly. John yeah. Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny... Was it Johnny All Elite? Yeah, Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. They got. He's got to. He's got to come up with a name because at this point, that's a kind of a joke. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I, I liked when he was Johnny Nitro, like, and and he used to come out to the Nitro theme song, and he was like Eric Bischoff's assistant. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. But yeah, at this point, he's got to pick a name because nobody's know who he is. If I go, oh hey, guess what? Johnny Hardy debuted in Triple uh, A. You think anybody's really gonna know what I'm talking about? If I say, no, oh Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite was on AEW last night. I mean, you might if you if you think about it hard enough, but at first you'll be like, "Who the hell is Johnny Elite? What the hell's going on here?" All right, so enough about that. Enough about Johnny Hardy. Um, I, I Jeff Hardy. I don't know. You know, I feel like he's to the point in his life and his career where he can just get an Uber, where he can just tell somebody to drive him home. You know, like yeah. just stop. Just don't drive. Like I understand he has problems or whatever but like i don't know just get an uber just get an uber that's all i hope that uh i hope that he does like go to rehab and and get what he get what he can and uh right uh, some people online were saying that they should take jeff hardy to the accountability crib they should give him to ddp and let ddp fix him that's pretty fun well yeah i mean i know dallas is working with marcus bagwell now is he? I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, Bob Fagwell moved in a few weeks ago, or a month, wow. maybe a month ago. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I hope Buff Fagwell gets uh gets good and gets recovered. Yeah. I saw him. He was on a JC no a GCW Battle Royal recently. I think it happened this year. I think it was from this year. He was on a JCW Battle Royal. And he came in like at number one, and he did like he did a a, a Canadian destroyer. Everybody does a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, they do. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, twenty years ago, or however many years ago it was when that move first came out, out with Petey Williams, it was such like a insane, crazy move. And yeah, you're right now. Like everybody, even Goldust does it now. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I say Goldust? I meant I meant uh, I meant the artist formerly known as. Never mind. Um, all right, so Jeff Hardy DUI Forbidden Door. We talked about Forbidden Door a little bit. Um, so I was looking at the card for Forbidden Door because I was super excited about it and I wanted to talk about it. And we talked about most of it already, but there's one thing that I saw was a penciled in match that I guess if it could happen, they were thinking about having it happen. It was Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. Um, if if they put that on that card, I think that would be the best right. match 
of the year. I think that would just win wrestling. I right. think we could just stop. We could just end it. Every wrestling could just be over. I think that match would win. Right. Match of the decade, match of the year. But yeah. Um, so if that could happen, I'm all for it. I would then think that'd be great. Uh, but the the car looks pretty fun. We have the fatal four for the all elite title. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. I am for a lot of titles. I'm a video game guy, you know. I want I want my AEW video game, and I want every single person to have a title. I want all the belts. Give me trios titles. Give me uh, all Atlantic titles. Give me all those titles. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Banks got released, so rumor has it. I don't know if it's not it's not official. WWE hasn't announced it. Uh, it it's it's coming out of uh, wrestling websites though. And then people are saying, oh, backstage, that they're kind of confirming it backstage that Sasha Banks has been released. Uh, what do you think about the whole Sasha Banks-Naomi fiasco? I, I, I understand their frustration, but I think they handled it wrong because, you know, it's like Chris Jericho would say or, you know, various people would say, if you're going to go to Vince and say you don't want to do something, then you have to go to Vince and say you have another idea. Yeah, I've heard that for a long time. Otherwise, Vince will say, no, you're doing what I want you to do because you don't have anything else better to do. Right. Well, you what know, about they, what if? Didn't do that. Don't tell Vince, no. Tell Vince, what if? Right. Well, what if I did this? Right. You know, so they didn't say, oh, we can go and... You know, why not have Becky and Oscar fight and then have us fight Dewdrop and Dana Brooke or whoever it was in a tag team match to set up a match for the pay-per-view or even have a singles match and then set up the tag team match for the pay-per-view or whatever the case is, you know, and split it up instead of having the six-pack challenge. They just said, we don't want to do the six-pack challenge because we're the tag team champions and we shouldn't have to fight in a six-pack challenge. And we don't have plans for the next two months. It's like, well, they're right. If they're the champions, why the fuck are they the champions if you don't have plans for them? Yeah, exactly. Just because it's easy, just it's easy just to put the titles on somebody. That's right, why but, it's just lazy booking. That's what it is. You know, but that's, that's why that's why they should have it where it's one set of women's tag team titles. And you know, because they actually know what they're doing with toxic attraction in NXT. And it also would expose people to the talent in NXT on the main roster if you did one set of tag team titles. Well, I was really surprised when the NXT women's tag team titles showed up because I guess at the time, maybe I wasn't paying so much attention to NXT, but all of a sudden I'm hearing the NXT women's tag team titles. I'm like, wait, are those the tag, the, you know, the women's tag team titles? Cause you're right. They don't need two sets of women's tag team titles. Like when they had, the original, like when Sasha and Bailey were the original champions, mm-hmm. they went to NXT. They they took on all challengers. They went to all brands, and that was great. You know, represent all brands, be women's tag team champions in all brands, NXT included, NXT UK right. included. You know, just uh, so I do think having the NXT women's tag team champions is 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 kind of overkill. Right. But like I said, I'm boring. All the belts, give me all the belts. You know, but uh, but yeah, so you're right, though. They didn't really have anything for him, and there's just lazy booking. That's what it was. That's and what WWE's just, known for. Sasha now. just didn't, didn't like that, I guess. I don't know. Here's the thing, though they can't release Naomi because she's related to Roman Reigns, right? 
Like, what are they gonna do to Naomi? She's she's like Shawn Michaels in the in the situation where they had the uh, the 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 click, the click thing. Remember that? Well, I also think it was call? that Naomi walked out out of loyalty to Sasha. I don't think it was Naomi walking out because Naomi wanted. Yeah, I could. You know what? Like, I could see Sasha doing all the talking and Naomi kind of in the back, and she's like, "Let's go, Naomi." <laughs> I can see that. But like uh she probably would have called her Trinity, I guess. Let's go trend. But uh I don't know. Either way though, she's kind of untouchable because she's married into Roman's family. Right. So she's kind of untouchable in this whole situation. She's like the Shawn Michaels during the curtain call. Sasha Banks is the triple H. I can see uh I guess do you see Sasha? So so say like just for argument's sake. Sasha Banks is released, right? Do you see her trying to be an actress? Do you see her trying to be an AEW? Like, where do you see Sasha Banks going from here? I mean, I think if it, if I was Sasha, I'd do what Bray has done and just take a little break. She probably could afford it because she probably made a lot of money. Well, yeah, and she's what? Uh, probably like 28, 29 so I would say like thirty. She, I would say thirty-one, but yeah, that range. Um, so she's not, you know, old. But take a little break, get yourself out of the spotlight, and then come back, come back in a few months, maybe a year. You now and do it that way. Yeah, she should call herself Tasha, Tasha Banks. <laughs> What's Tasha Banks doing? I'm, I'm, Tasha I'm, I'm, Banks is all elite. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that one, Sam. <laughs> hey, so you know, you know, speaking of people using their WWE names, I'm gonna just kind of sidebar here for a second. You know Heath Slater. Mm-hmm. Why do they call him Heath? So here's what I did just for fun. I, I played like a recent game, and I was Impact, and I was kind of like played a few episodes of Impact on TW, right? And here's what I did to solve the Heath Slater problem. I call him Heath Slater, but I, I replaced the T with a D. He's Heath Slater. I don't know. It's funny, but it's ridiculous. Like, it's just, I don't know. She's going to be Mercedes, I guess. That name's kind of oversaturated in any market. Right. Even in wrestling. Even in wrestling. We got Mercedes Martinez. Is that the only one? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, as far as I know, yeah, that's the only one. She'll be Mercedes. It'll be Mercedes versus Mercedes. But like, oh man, Mercedes is all elite. Like, I thought she was the ROH Women's Champion. Oh no, that's a different Mercedes. Oh, okay. Now I understand. So yeah, Sasha Banks. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess uh, the only thing left to talk about is the whole Vince Man situation, which is pretty fun. The Wall Street Journal reported uh, that the WWE board. <laughs> Of directors is investigating three billion dollars of hush money that Vince McMahon paid to a paralegal that he, I think it was he, she was hired in 2019 and then she left the company in 2021. I think that's what the timeline I read online. Um, but yeah, three million dollars of hush money. Uh, just kind of it's funny. The first thing I think about when I hear this is in 2020 and 2021. When they made, they're releasing uh, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, right? These guys, 
And the reasons they say is it's for budget cuts. And it's like WWE's making all this money, uh, but they had to cover up a $3 million hole. It's right. crazy. Right. And it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, as Cornette said, you know, as Cornette said, uh, who are you kidding? At least, uh, you know, I could understand her having a, being mad about, you know, fucking Johnny Ace, but at least Vince McMahon's somebody. <laughs> uh, Vince Russo <laughs> was roasting him on Twitter. And uh, Vince Russo said, oh, come on, Vince, I'll stop. Just give me some hush money. Well, that was pretty funny. Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. <laughs> I like Vince Russo. He's hilarious. Um, he might be hilarious, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he knows wrestling. Hey, I would I would hire him to book my uh, wrestling federation as long as he did a rant in every episode. I think that'd be fun. I would hire him to book my wrestling company if I wanted to go out of business. <laughs> Speed run. Let's see how long it takes to go. Out see of how business. long we can do? I have all this money. Let's see <laughs> how much. How long it's like? Oh, bankrupt. Hell yeah. Hell Bankruptcy yeah. speed um, run. <laughs> so yeah. So this doesn't surprise anybody. This this whole allegation coming out. This doesn't surprise anybody. Um, I mean, some of the details, maybe the whole Johnny Ace thing where they said that she was gifted Johnny Ace. And then I guess at some point she was made his, his uh, personal assistant. Yeah. Access, whatever was happening. Um which is absolutely crazy. Like, I mean, if you just think about Vince Man like gifting, like gifting someone to Johnny Ace like that, that's just so crazy. But nobody's denying any of the allegations. That's the thing. I think they like just no, don't want to speak on it. I think they just don't want to even acknowledge it. But nobody's and saying so, like people are more people are saying it happened than that it than that it didn't. I mean, it had to have happened, right? At this point. It's it's a believable story. No, considering who is involved and what's happened, it's a believable story. To me, I don't know uh, personally, but the whole crazy thing is is uh, they said this investigation has been going on since April, and apparently it was leaked. I think someone leaked it to the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, but so since we're we're going back to April and this investigation has been on internally, Stephanie McMahon had to have known about it. And so I feel like when she left, she's like, I need a vacation before shit gets really crazy. Well, I think that they may have been like, okay, this shit's going to leak. So get out. And this really can bring you back when the shit hits the fan. Right. Just take a vacation now because it's just going to get crazy. It's going to be crazy for a while. And so Vincent Matt has stepped down as CEO and chairman of the board and interim, there's that word again, uh, at the forbidden door, Stephanie McMahon's going to face Shane McMahon, and the winner of that is going to be the interim uh, CEO of WWE. And then Vince McMahon's going to face that person when he comes back from injury for the ultimate undisputed CEO power. <laughs> um, no, but Stephanie McMahon's the interim CEO and chairperson, chairwoman uh, for WWE now, which is pretty crazy, which is pretty crazy. Um do you think that this scandal can rock the company so hard that it like it lead? Because how do I want to say this? Will this take the company out of the McMahon hands? No, 
because this could go down. Vince McMahon, could, like, can this be this could be embezzlement? I think if he's yes. using the company company money under the table to cover up his personal actions, that's embezzlement. Well, well the raise that he gave the woman was company money. Right. The hush pack was his was his own money. It was his personal money. The three million dollars was his personal money. Yes. Oh wow! I did not know that. Yes, the the raise that he gave the woman was of the company money. So technically, it is still against company policy. It was still like, uh, what's the term? Uh, you know, it was he was still like exchanging sexual. It's for a quid pro. Money. It was a, it was a quid pro quo relationship, and yeah. that's against company policy. So he can't get he can't go to prison then for it. No, he the can't. Worst that could happen prison. is the the they could terminate him from the board. Correct. And then he, and at that point, he could just retire and Stephanie can just take over. Right. Okay, well, I was hoping that uh, we could get, like, maybe Disney-owned or uh, a Fox-owned <laughs> WWE product. I feel like it'd be a lot better than what we have now. Well, I mean, the, 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 the joke is uh, that uh, just imagine um, Jeff Jarrett taking over as a more of a higher ranking executive and that you know 30 years after his dad was supposed to supposedly going to take over if the steroid trial went haywire yeah uh, jeff would be be the one to take over wwe and then jeff would be taking over if jeff was like in that position yeah because right in 94 jerry was supposed to take over the company i mean i believe jeff is booking arenas now for the house shows and running the house shows oh wow that's crazy Mm mm-hmm that's really crazy. Do you think um, so? Apparently, so word on the street is right. This is just what I'm reading on, online here. Uh, people are really happy that Stephanie's the boss because Stephanie is very liked amongst the locker room. Right. So, do you think we're going to see a lot of changes with Stephanie in charge? Do you think we're going to see a more Triple H style company? Well, Vince is still in control of creative. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's still in charge of creative. He's just not in charge of the day to day operations anymore. Oh wow! Okay, I was not aware that he was still in charge of creative. No. Well, I thought Stephanie was head of creative already. They kind of switched, no. maybe. Steph, no. Vince still has final say on everything. Yeah. Creatively. That's. But as far it's like oh, that sucks. Uh, it's like the breakdown that WCW used to have, where Brad Siegel was the where somebody was the vice president handled the day to day operations, but Eric Bischoff would be. The head of creative but this is reversed now vince is head of creative and because i think um what the you know because i watched cornet's take on it because you know bruce pritchard would give the company well bruce pritchard odds are probably wouldn't even give a company take on it because he probably wouldn't even talk about it no he probably but wouldn't you, but you know cornet would and Cornette basically said that his take on it is that basically that it's their way of saying that Vince, it's Vince's creative, you know, creativity that keeps the company running and that you can't take Vince out of creative and have the company run in a solid way without Vince running the ship. Wow. They're like, they're going to, uh, Presented in that way, where we, they need Vince to to move forward. Well, as he's not going to be there forever. Well, as far as the investigation 
is concerned. Oh, yeah, I see. So keep Vincent to play because they need him in creative. That makes sense. You know, after the investigation, and if they find, which it seems likely that they may find, you know, shortcomings to Vince or short, you know, Vince to be at fault, that maybe he only stays on the board of directors and does not have an active role in the company. But he's still creative. Well, no, just like, you know, voting, voting power on the board, but does not have any other power in the company. Because if he finds out to be at fault, you know, to, you know, breach of, you know, re- responsibility as the executive, top executive, I mean, you can't have the owner of the company exactly violating company policy and then have him keep his position with no, with no, you know, consequences. Yeah, yeah with no repercussions because it's not a good look for the company. Definitely not. But and also, I, like, he's in a position where even if, like, they terminated him and he was, like, literally unemployed, he could still go to Raw and people would still listen to him. You know, like, he would I, still be able to just call the shots. Well, that's what, you know, Cornette said that, well, are you, are, you know, are you seriously telling me that if somebody said that they would give Vince McMahon a live mic, that that wouldn't sell pay-per-view-wise? You well, know, it's definitely taken still out SmackDown of views. Is, do you see about SmackDown? Right. You see how he looked? Oh my gosh, he looked like this feeble old man on SmackDown. Well, I mean, that's what uh, you know. Again, from the Cornet podcast, Brian Lash, uh brought up the point of maybe the reason why Vince paid the hush money or Jerry paid the hush money is because. Vince is medically that there's some health problem that they wanted to keep quiet that Vince has from his history in the ring, whether it be, you know, history of concussions and the concussions are catching up to him or, you know, just some sort of health issue that they wanted to keep quiet. Oh, wow. So they were even, they would even say it wasn't a fair to save face in that situation. Right. Well, I mean, they, I mean, even Jerry McDevitt said that it was a consensual affair and that yeah. it happened, you know, which if Jerry's saying that it happened, you know, you know, it happened because Jerry would never go against it. Right. Right. Yeah. Did Jerry McDevitt confirm that it happened? Jerry McDevitt said that the affair was consensual. So what are they, what is it that they're investigating on the board? It, whether he used WWE money to hush to do, for hush money? Well, the, just the, I guess just the extent of the, you know, the involvement of Vince and like if it was, if he violated his duties as owner of the company. Wow. Which, yes, he violated his duties as owner of the company. You know, it's cut and dry. He violated his duties as owner of the company. Yeah, I mean, it really is cut and dry in that situation. And then uh, I'm hearing rumors that they're gonna they're uncovering more incidences where they've given people money to sign NDAs and things like that. Well, I already know that Johnny Ace, both Johnny Ace and Kevin Dunn, were not at SmackDown. Oh, Kevin Which... Dunn was proven to be whatever rumor was about him was not true. He was not part of Kevin Dunn is not part of the board of directors. That was that. Well, no. I read that on some website. 
the the rumor I heard with Kevin Dunn is insider stock trading. Right. So here's the thing: is they were saying um, that it does it's not insider stock trading because he's not on the board of directors, and so he wouldn't be able to have that information. But I mean, somebody could have told him. Right. But yeah. But they said that if he was know, on the board, it would have been considered insider trading. I also know that Steph and Triple H, in the past have not gotten along with Kevin Dunn. Yeah, I do know that so too. So if Steph and Hunter do take over, which, you know, you say, oh, well, Steph's the chairwoman. If Steph's the chairwoman, Hunter's going to be featured in a prominent role. Yeah. Whether as head booker, you know, head of creative, whatever the case is, Hunter's going to be in a prominent role. Kevin Dunn's gone, in my opinion. If Steph gets a stable position in the company, Kevin Dunn is gone. Well, if I say if Vince McMahon leaves, if Vince McMahon dies or if he decides to retire, if once Vince McMahon is no longer focused on WWE, Kevin, that's when Kevin Dunn is gone. 100%. As soon as they're able to, he's out. No, but then 100%. also, in the last year, they've released all of Triple H's inner circle people. Like almost all of them, except for Sean. No, that means Triple H will take the next year and bring them back. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. They might start Kevin. doing that, right? Now that Steph, Stephanie's a the CEO, they right. might start bringing those people back. Right. But they can't bring Samoa Joe back because he's already signed somewhere else. Right. Samoa Joe was, was becoming part of Triple H's inner circle, apparently. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, why, that's why when he got released, he came back to NXT so quickly. Because Triple H wanted him on his team. Right. And it's, you know, I mean, I I didn't expect this as far as, well, I also, and I also know that the board of directors themselves being investigated for a violation of fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders for not disclosing the investigation. Oh, I didn't realize that. No. Wow. Uh, a law firm that is specializes in consumer responsibility and you know so shareholder was this story leaked to the Wall Street Journal because that's what I read online that it might have been yeah, leaked. I heard I heard that too. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty I mean, crazy. Then we still would never have known about it. It still would have been right. happening in, within within internal. Right. Wow. So I do think that WWE's board is guilty of that as well, because if the shareholders had not known, then, you know. They're the boss. Right. And if they didn't know, then that's not, that's violating a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Technically, they're the owners of the company. Right. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. So who knows what's going to happen from here? Well, I, it's it, nothing. Nothing can happen at all. It could just be business well, as usual. But there's what seems likely is that Johnny Ace is likely done. I've heard that too. That Johnny Ace won't survive this. That Johnny but I mean, Ace you know is what? Done. He's had his career, whatever. And you know what? And it's funny, like because it's like just go home, Johnny Ace. Do you think? But now he has problems at home too, because as we all know, he's married to the Bella's mama. Well, I heard the Bella's mom was sick. Is she still sick or is she doing good or what's happening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the Bella's I don't know either, really. But all I know is that 
he's a married man and infidelity just came out so trouble uh, must be trouble at home yeah well but that's what i mean that's what i think even somebody said that johnny ace was not one of triple h and stephanie's favorite people either yeah yeah he's not and that vince was the one that brought him back yep no i do i do know that his friend yeah he's one of vince's guys Yep. Now I do wonder if Vince gets taken out and Steph gets put in the power, does Shane come back? So that's interesting too, because Shane had a blow up with Vince, and that's why he left. You know, there's kind of a mutual like, well, I'm leaving, well, fuck you leave kind of situation. And so is Vince is still gonna be in power in a creative aspect, Shane may not want to come back. But if Vince left altogether, I can see Shane coming back. Well, it would be a big slap in the face if Linda comes back. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I, nobody even knows how she feels about all this. Her, her, you know, you're just watching Ron, then her old WrestleMania theme song comes on. <laughs> the old school <laughs> WrestleMania theme song, and then she comes to the ring. It's just like, welcome to SmackDown. Or the the name on the contract reads McMahon, <laughs> Linda McMahon. <laughs> Hell yeah. So that's that's crazy. Um, I was hoping somehow uh, WWE would end up for sale and Tony Khan would purchase it. I can see Tony Khan buying WWE. That'd be great. I think uh, WWE is all elite would be a fun headline. Yeah, I mean, as people say, Tony Khan's a collector. He is a collector. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, dude, he's doing some great things. He, he has Owen Hart, uh, the rights to Owen Hart now, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that too. If they make an AEW video game, Owen Hart's going to be in it, which I'm super excited about. So we'll see whatever happens with their game too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so lots been happening in wrestling. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, with WWE, it could be business as usual, or it could be huge changes coming up. Uh, especially if Johnny Ace leaves, because that's going to put a whole new person in charge of talent relations. And if Stephanie McMahon is the one that picks talent relations then she could pick one of her people and who knows what could happen from there. What if Triple H became talent relations? That'd be pretty fun. But well, then again, I no, I guess, not. Still, I guess not. I think he's still head of talent development or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah, I would not want to see Triple H have talent relations because he's the one that hired uh, Sin Cara and Karma and neither one of them really panned out. Uh, he is the current executive vice president of global talent strategy and development. So yeah, he's the head of Talent development. Well, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I like him in that role better than. No. And no, I did not know that offhand. I looked up the board of directors list. You had that written on your arm. I saw you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm getting tired. So let, we've been talking for a while. So let's wrap this thing up. Uh, what are your What are your social media and your plugs and all that fun stuff? Well, my social media is pretty easy to plug because it's all Wrestling Express. I mean, uh, Twitter is Wrestling Express with one. uh, uh, Yeah, it's Wrestling Express with one S. And uh, Twitch is Wrestling underscore Express. And I'm usually decently active on Twitch um, for five or six days a week streaming. Um, You know, everything else is wrestling, you know, some form of Wrestling Express. Hard to believe. Hard to believe I've been doing this for seven years. Wow. Hard to believe we've known each other for seven years. That's it? I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was podcasting heavy in like 2013, 2014, and that was a long time ago. That uh-huh. was Ten years ago. Don't don't remind me that. <laughs> I'm flies when you're when you're not having fun. I mean, I've had a presence on the internet for 11 years. It's surreal. Uh, surreal. Uh, it's internet's surreal, lived around um, for 11 years, I think. It's new. Yeah. It's new. The internet's new. Uh, you can follow the show at PWN Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram at PWN dot podcast, and then I am Funky Sabadina across the board. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be here soon, and uh, I might drop a bonus episode uh, in a day or so doing the uh, Impact. I'm super excited because I'm going to watch the Impact pay per view today. Uh, before we leave, are you going to watch the Impact pay per view today? Um, knowing me, I might be streaming. So for the first um, time in years, I looked at this card and I said, "I want to see that show." I okay. will say that looking up on Twitter, uh, Jack Evans is out of Slammiversary tonight, and Andrew Everett is actually replacing him. That's pretty neat. It took That's me a cool. second to remember that Andrew Everett is not. Cameron Grimes's name before he was on NXT. I mean, no, he was, he was Cameron Grimes's buddy in, in, when they were in Impact together. You know, so it, it took me to remember who Andrew Everett was. Yeah, but I mean, I'm excited for Slammiversary tonight as well because TNA has been underrated for years. You can't say TNA anymore. But you're not supposed to say the, that. The fact that Jack. The, the fact that Jack Briscoe, the fact that the Briscoes are in Impact and somewhere other than Ring of Honor is a little surreal. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. We didn't even get into Ring of Honor and what they're doing and the, how, who they're on by now. But yeah, it is It is crazy that, that they're in Impact and they're the Impact Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that they're anywhere other than Ring of Honor. I can't believe I'm happy though. I mean, I'm happy for Impact. I'm, yeah, I'm happy. That they're for building it. their own little world, their own little universe, and they're doing it. They're trying really hard. They're the little engine that could in wrestling. Yeah, up in Canada. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, man. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, of course, buddy. Anytime.